Hello? Hello? Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, preseason episode three. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWV, Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt, Facebook, you know? You've got Facebook, I've got Facebook. Who doesn't have Facebook? The kids probably don't have Facebook, but my age group and above and a little below, you got the Facebook. So please, if you're on Facebook, find Unreasonable Doubt podcast page on Facebook, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Not a lot of blue thumbs lately. I'll shoot straight with you. Not a lot of blue thumbs on Facebook. Send them my way. I appreciate you ahead of you doing that. Hey, we're getting closer. It's happening. Like, it's actually happening in a few weeks. The basketball season is going to get started. And there's more news coming out. Especially after a football loss. And hey, football fans. Don't turn on the team after one game. (laughs) West Virginia got beat by Iowa State over the weekend. And even during the game, I'm seeing on social media, hey, when's basketball season? Come on. It's one game. That is why I like basketball. Besides, I've told you I've never played football. Don't understand what I'm watching. But another great thing about basketball is that one loss is not... The end of the world. West Virginia was really good last year. Lost more than 10 times? 11 times? One loss in football, everybody freaks out. Why? Because it's one twelfth of your season. Every loss is shattering. Basketball, not so much. Anyways, news is coming out. More and more, as we're getting closer to the season, people who know what they're talking about are starting to make predictions. Information is leaking out. Um, The big news from the Big 12 Conference, they do preseason awards. Each of the conference does preseason awards. And West Virginia represented on the Big 12 preseason team, Sagabacanate, all Big 12 preseason. Congrats to Sagabacanate. So they have like player of the year, rookie of the year. Now this is the preseason choices. So it's very weird to tell you that there is an exercise at the beginning of the year where we determine who the player of the year is in the preseason. It's very bizarre, but it's news. I'm telling you. The offseason, not a lot, not a lot of news on the team. So there's an honorable mention group. Kanate's the only one mentioned in the preseason awards. Who's the player of the year for the Big 12? Preseason? Somebody called Dean Wade from Kansas State. 
You remember Kansas State, right? Uh, yes, the team that wore lavender <laughs> last season. Well, one of their guys is the preseason player of the year. Two guys, including Dean Wade, are represented on the All-Big 12 team. One guy from Kansas and one guy from Iowa State. Now, Kansas State, they made it farther in the tournament than WVU last year. Also, West Virginia beat them soundly twice last year. And... I guess I'm going to give a prediction at some point in one of these preseason episodes of what I think the record's going to be. feel a little bit better when I watch, actually, the team play to make predictions. But here's one thing about the Big 12 Conference. What does it mean when two of the all-Big 12 team players are from Kansas State? Does that mean the conference is up or down? <laughs> Again, the team that wore lavender last year. Um, just just one man's perspective, and some an outsider would look at that and say the conference is going to be down this year. But who's to say? Kansas State may be really good. Kansas State may be better than Kansas. <laughs> You know, Kansas, the team that won the conference like 200 times in a row. Um, It's weird. Dean Wade. Can you remember anything from Dean Wade when West Virginia played Kansas State last year? I can't either. Can I remember the guy from Iowa State, Wigington? I think that's his name. He was really good. Barry Brown. Do you remember Kansas State's Barry Brown? I remember him because he's one of those guys like Javon Carter last year where you feel like he's been at Kansas State seven to nine years. Barry Brown may be 27 years old. Uh, That's how I know him because he's an old man. But as far as that Barry Brown highlight? I don't know. I shouldn't talk about it. And it's not my fault if Dean Wade scorches WVU when they play this year. All I'm saying is, how good is your conference if Dean Wade is the player of the year? I feel like I'm driving that point home. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Not random at all. We're doing it again. Another player profile. Running out of players to profile. This one is an exciting one. Probably the most well-recognized addition to the team. Jordan McCabe from Wisconsin. Mr. Basketball in Wisconsin. Jordan McCabe is a point guard. He might be six foot tall. Might be six feet. He's probably a buck seventy-five, <laughs> a buck eighty, maybe. Don't 
believe what's going to be listed on the TV screen and what the commentators say his weight is. He looks a buck sixty, buck seventy. It's going to say whatever. So small guy, very well represented on the internet. Jordan McCabe has been on the internet. Lots of YouTube clips of Jordan McCabe. Exciting clips. Because this guy can handle the ball. He's a very good dribbler. He has a, what the kids call, a killer crossover. Killing him with the crossover. Shoots threes off the dribble. Lots of that. On YouTube. He's got 288,000 followers on Instagram. So this guy knows the internet. People are watching what he does. I would argue he's the best passer on the team. Just looking at these YouTube clips and knowing what kind of passing team we had last year outside of Carter. This guy's the best passer. We know he's a good dribbler so I think he's going to have a role on this team I've had no idea on the other guys that are coming into the program I feel like Jordan McCabe's role is to back up some of the other guys because he's a freshman but there's a place on this team if you can dribble the ball and pass the ball and the great thing the the thing I'm most excited about with McCabe is that Huggins is talking him up about how smart he is how much he's watching film, which is not something you think of when you think about freshmen. They don't, they're not watching a lot of film. <laughs> this guy does. He knows what the plays are. And there's a role for somebody like that on this team. People that can get people where they need to be. So he's not going to start. He's going to play 10 to 15 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes. Definitely going to play more in the non-conference schedule than the conference schedule. But I'm excited for Jordan McCabe. He is the future of the program. And the face of the program based on recognition. People are watching to see what this guy does. Including me. I'm excited for Jordan McCabe. And so because he's very represented on YouTube, a lot of clips to look through. It made the science easier for me to, to run it with Jordan McCabe. If you are on Instagram, you should be following something called House of Highlights. At House of Highlights. And it's kind of like the kids' sports center. My age group, we watch sports center. I particularly watched a repeat of a 30-minute sports center from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. all summer long uh, in the 90s. That's what Josh Witt was doing. Now the kids watch House of Highlights on Instagram and watch 30 to 45-second clips of various sports, but the love of House of Highlights is basketball, in my humble opinion. And so... The, here's the stat we need to look for. If Jordan McCabe makes House of Highlights, if you see a Jordan McCabe clip from WVU game on House of Highlights feed, WVU has a 91% chance of winning that game.
And that's science. If he doesn't make the House of Highlights Instagram feed, WVU's winning chances drop to 68%. So it's a wide swing between making House of Highlights and not. But that's science. A lot of research went into that stat. So for WVU to have the perfect game, 100% chance of them winning to winning a game, these things need to happen. Here's what we need to see. Issa Ahmad shoots more than 10 times or less than three. Beetle Bolden gets a steal. Derek Culver shoots a free throw. Trey Dooms doesn't turn the ball over. Andrew Gordon, my favorite player, I'm calling it, backboard sway dunk. Jermaine Haley makes a corner three. Chase Harler makes a two-pointer. Wesley Harris has four or more fouls. Tavon Horton keeps the guys on the bench from spilling onto the court. Brandon Knapper makes a wide-open three. Sagabacanate has five field goals or less made. Emmett Matthews Jr. has a lefty dunk. And if Jordan McCabe makes the House of Highlights Instagram feed, there's no way that West Virginia can lose a game if all those things happen. Mark it down. It's science. Final thoughts coming up. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. There is a blue-gold scrimmage happening today, if you're listening to this on Friday, October 19th. In Morgantown, the WVU basketball team will be doing a scrimmage. I think half the team's going to be dressed in blue. I'm guessing. And then the other half of the team is going to be dressed in gold. And they're going to play each other. It sounds like it's going to be a 40-minute exhibition game. But it's just everybody from WVU just split up in teams. They probably do this in practice, but it'll be for the public. It's free admission. Go check out the team. A lot of new guys to check out. See what's going on. Afterwards, they're going to have an autograph session. Get to meet the players. So that's exciting. Check that out. I will not be there. (laughs) I've been out of town for for work. So it's going to be a tough thing. Hey, guys, I missed you. Love you very much. I'm going to be back on the road. Not going to do that. Uh, But you should do that. And then tell me about it. Give me your thoughts. What do you think of the new folks? What do you think of the guys who have been here? Give me your impressions from the Gold Blue Exhibition Game, and I'll report back on that next week. Speaking of reporting back, somebody on Instagram, I asked folks on Instagram to ask me a question, and a question from at the United Promotion said, what's my thoughts on the non-conference schedule? I think the non-conference schedule is a little more difficult than in previous years. Playing a Florida team in New York. Playing Buffalo in the first game. They're not a slouch team. 
They beat Arizona in the NCAA tournament last season. And most of their guys are back. So that's going to be a tough game. Tennessee, who was a very strong team last year. Got to go to Tennessee to play them. So there's some tough ones in the non-conference schedule. There's some cupcakes too. So with a lot of new guys, it'll be interesting to see how they play in the non-conference schedule against better teams. Because it's going to be it's going to be eye-opening to see how they perform and against good competition. So my impression of the non-conference schedule, it's a little bit tougher than definitely last year. A lot of cupcakes last year. A lot of... <laughs> A lot of Marist, who almost beat us. A lot of Long Beach State, American University. There's still some of those this year. Lehigh, Jacksonville State. There's some. There's some cupcakes, but um, there's gonna be some tough ones, and it'll be good to see those tough games to see what we got. And how we can improve. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the whole season. But what comes first? The non-conference schedule. So I'm very excited about that. And that's it. For this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple. Google. Spotify. Pocket Cast. Overcast. Something called Breaker. Castbox. Anchor.fm. Thank you Anchor for making podcasting easy leave a review subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it rate it five stars do all those things that'd be very nice if you did that that's it for this episode until next time i'm josh witt wvu for the 2018-19 season is zero and zero